just so now your tax bill went up by some people are paying. Ours is what, seven hundred next year? Ours went up thirty-six percent. Well, I mean the figure, seven hundred something like that. It went up by seven hundred. Seven hundred dollars. Just in, just like same that. house. Like we didn't move. We didn't. We didn't add on. Just all of a sudden, our tax bill went up seven hundred dollars. That's little compared to some of our neighbors. Yeah. So our neighbors are going to pay thousands of dollars in taxes next year they never paid before. When you can't pay the tax, then you, give them the land. you lose your property. Exactly. Which means you don't really own it. It's smart to pay off your house and not have that mortgage. But you better make sure you can pay those taxes. Yeah. Or that mortgage will mean nothing. Exactly. That's what they're doing to people all over the country. Verse 2, so they oppress a man and his what? House. Even a man and his heritage? Estate taxes. Inheritance taxes. That money's already been taxed. And they come after it again. At a higher rate. Yeah. It's criminal. And our founding fathers would have killed them all. The only reason I'm not involved in something like that, I want to make it clear, I do not, I'm not involved in uh, uh, any kind of mili what do you call it, militia. I don't even know what they're called anymore. I'm not involved in an uprising against the government. Why? Because Jesus is going to come back and kill all of you. Yeah. I don't have to kill you. It's not worth my time. It's not my, worth my effort. It's really small, you know, chump change compared to what I've got waiting on me. And the revenge that I could enact is chump change compared to what Jesus has in mind for you, if you're part of this. That's right. It's like that man, whatever that man's name was. He'll meet Jesus. Yeah. He's going to meet Klaus Schwab. He's going to meet him soon. He's got a hot place in hell. Yep. But that's what happens when the wicked rule, and the wicked rule in the United States of America right now. Mark? My friend, he, he was telling me that his taxes went up like 40%. Everybody's is. Everybody's is. Yours will. Yes, it, you watch, Mark. This is a state thing. Your county don't have nothing to do with it. The state is forcing them to do this. It's going to happen. And it's, uh, hopefully, some of these nincompoops will wake up and stop electing liberals and progressives. Because that's who's behind all this. If you elected constitutional conservatives, it wouldn't happen. But... Proverbs 29.2, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. Been a while. When the wicked beareth rule, the people do what? More. But judgment cometh. <laughs> Verses 3 and 5, this is what God did to Israel and uh, the, the elites who were beaten up on the little guy. They're in uh, Israel and in the kingdom of Judah. It was the same a lot of the times right up until the Babylonian captivity. Verse 3 says, Therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, against this family do I devise an evil from which he shall not remove your next... What family? He's talking about the apostate offspring of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This is a family. This isn't just a nation. I mean, you do your DNA or whatever, you'll be surprised at the people you're related to, but you're not related to the whole town. <laughs> you're not related to everybody in the state. In Israel you were. 
Even if somebody came in from a, a Gentile nation, within two or three generations, they were intermixed with the DNA of everybody else and were all family. Well, behold, against this family do I devise an evil, from which ye shall not remove your necks, neither shall you go haughtily, for this time is evil. You've got to highlight that. That's what Jesus said about what's about to happen in the tribulation. Time of tribulation, like man has never endured in human history. Up to that point. For this time is evil. Verse 4, In that day shall one take up a parable against you and lament with a doleful lamentation and say, We be utterly spoiled. He hath changed the portion of my people. How hath he removed it from me? Turning away, he hath divided our fields. They're blaming God. <laughs> it's not God's fault. But how many, how many have you done it? Times get rough because of choices you made, and you're like, why God? Yeah. Um, now, there are times when people go through things and it's no, through no fault of their own, but even then, the spiritual man will understand we've all done our share. We've all got blood on our hands at some point. You're a sinner. You're wicked. Everybody in this room, you've got to understand, you and I are wicked beasts compared to God. Amen. We deserve hell. We deserve a lake of fire. And if you just have that kind of a negative outlook on life, it'll do you well. Because you'll realize you don't deserve anything. See, the self-esteem, self-love crowd has this entitlement thing going on where I deserve, I, God owes me. The, you know, and a lot of people say, the world owes me. God don't owe you nothing. Nobody owes you anything. As a matter of fact, don't ask for what you're owed or you'd be in hell right now. Don't call for what you deserve. Verse 5, Therefore thou shalt have none that shall cast the cord by lot in the congregation of the Lord. He's going to take the whole nation. The whole north is specifically right now, he's speaking of, going to be banished. And that's pretty wild. Especially when you look at the amazing, especially Solomon's golden age, what it was like just a you know, couple of hundred years before Assyria comes down. Well, it's like America. Look at how great America has been and how prosperous America has been. And I believe America is going to the pit. And during the uh, tribulation period, America is going to be a useless third world country on the sidelines. Amen. Because of their own wicked sin. Instead of repenting, Israel simply tried to silence the true preachers. That's already going on. Yep, yeah. That's already started. Not just in America. It's in Canada and UK. They're arresting people just for standing outside of abortion clinics and praying and singing. Yep. Don't tell us the truth. We want Joel Osteen. Yeah. Rick Warren. Give us Rick Warren. Give us Alistair Begg who will tell us to go to gay weddings. Yeah, he got kicked off the American Family Radio because he's telling people that if you got a relative who's having a gay wedding, you ought to go. Take them a gift. That's called approval, accommodation, endorsement. But he's always been a wishy-washy amateur psychologist with corrupt Bibles. I don't understand why people listen to uh, people like him unless you're backslidden and you enjoy that. <laughs> but that's the spirit of rebellion that we're seeing among even people who call themselves Bible-believing Christians these days. 
Verse 6, Prophesy ye not, say they to them that prophesy. They shall not prophesy to them, that they shall not take shame. <laughs> the wicked refuse to be shamed by the truth. They won't, they won't listen. They won't allow the prophets to speak. That's going on right now. And it's not just by actively engaging and trying to silence people. It's by their very, uh, you know, absence. Go to any church in the country where the preacher stands up and preaches the word and preaches it without fear, preaches it hard and strong the way Bible believers like it. And you'll see very few of those churches are being attended very well. They silence the preacher by simply making sure they don't go to a church with a real preacher. They don't turn that preacher on the radio. They don't turn that guy on on the internet. They go to where they can have their ears, you know, itching ears. Verse 7, O thou that art named the house of Jacob. Name on your church don't mean nothing. Is the Spirit of the Lord straightened? Are these uh, His doings? Do not my words do good to him that walketh uprightly? Yeah. Amen. yeah. It's just the problem is not very many people walking uprightly. Yeah. <laughs> we got these, you know, almost 4,000 videos out there to listen to, but what, what do people listen to? I mean, just uh, very few people are listening to Bible teaching at all. Even if they say they're going to go listen to a preacher, it's a clown. They go looking for clown shows. Yeah. And silencing preachers doesn't change the truth, which would do you good if you would receive it. But see, that's where a lot of preachers, I, it's a shame, but I see preachers falling by the wayside. Why? They have a bad attitude. I have the attitude, I learned this early on in the ministry, and so when I've gone through what I've gone through, and I won't go through the, the poop sheet here, but I would give you all kinds of betrayals and how I've been treated by Christians and churches, let alone the world. Just Christians and churches and how I've been treated. And why didn't I stop? Why didn't I quit? I started out thinking, well, from the looks of it, because I read the book, by the way, from the looks of it, if you're a real man of God, they're going to hate you. You're going to be treated terrible. And the only way through this thing is just to set your face like a flint, as the Bible says. Right. So Jesus did. Yeah. And so when they come at me, I say, well, I knew to expect this. And they keep coming at me. And, well, I'm expecting it. And I'm just going to keep going until I drop dead. Or I'm raptured. Amen. Either way, I'll be raptured, dead in Christ. I'll go before you if I drop dead. <laughs> and that's just the way. That's just been my attitude. And so, you know, I love you people, but if y'all walked out and never came back, I'd still keep preaching. Amen. I'm pretty sure she'd stick around. <laughs> Amen. Amen. They started killing us. You know, what are you going to do? Keep preaching. I might be wise about it. We might meet in a garage or something. You know, we might use wisdom and go change the place where we meet and mix it up and all that kind of thing. But, you know, I'm going, I want to stop preaching. And that's the way it's supposed to be. You won't silence the real preachers. Amen. 
Verse 8, Even of late my people is risen up as an enemy. Ye pull off the robe with the garment from them that pass by securely as men averse from war. Now this is talking about, my, it says my people is risen up as an enemy. It's talking about like uh, inner family war, uh, uh, like Jesus said, mother against child, father against child. You know, it's in-house, among the children of Israel, against each other. And of course, that's what you hear all the time, especially from the crooked politicians, because they're always claiming they can bring us together. How many of you, you want to hear a good one? Some of you have probably heard this. Joe Biden said he'd bring the country together. <laughs> isn't that a good one? That's a good one, isn't it? That's good. But that's the kind of division that you're always going to be fighting against as long as you've got at least a remnant of Bible-believing people and the wicked are always going to hate you, but they also hate each other. Satan's house is a house divided. They'll never get along either. And so that's why you got the Democrat Party, and you got the Green Party, the Socialist Party, and the Communist Party, and then you got progressive Republicans, and then you got independents like Bernie Sanders, who's a dyed-in-the-wool communist. What? They, they're all against each other, though. They can't work together. And on top of that, though, they're all united by one thing, and that's hatred of Christians and Jews. <laughs> that's what unites them. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog culture when apostasy rules here and here, as in Amen. America. Amen. Verse 9, The women of my people have ye cast out from their pleasant houses, from their children have ye taken away my glory forever. And this is referring to them ignoring laws about the treatment of widows and of inheritance to be restored. Look at, uh, go over to Exodus chapter 22 real quick. Exodus 22 and verse 22 through 24. Verse 22 says, Ye shall not afflict any widow or fatherless child. I got news for you. The widows in this country are only taken care of, for the most part, they're only taken care of if they're whores. If they'll have a bunch of kids by seven different men and go on welfare. Yeah. True. And it says fatherless child, CPS. Child services, child protective services, one of the worst things ever concocted. And they go in and destroy families, take children, put them in foster care, a lot of them end up in prostitution and sex trafficking, but a lot of the ones that aren't getting into that, they get into uh, drugs and, and uh, all kinds of wickedness, and the parents a lot of times aren't bad people, and they take them out of good homes. And especially when that is a broken family, a fatherless child, for example. I don't go on and on about that, but look at verses 23 and 24. Read that with me. If thou afflict them in any wise, and they cry it all unto me, I will surely hear their cry, and my wrath shall wax hot, and I'll kill you with the sword, and your wives shall be your widows and your children fathers. The people you abuse, that'll be what happens to you. You, you reap what you sow, is basically what he's saying. 
And uh, we won't read it for time, but Leviticus 25, 8 through 13 talks about the laws of inheritance. They were abusing. They were supposed to give everybody back their inheritance at Jubilee, and they weren't doing it. Uh, John Wesley says, You have turned their children out of their houses and estates, which were secured by the law of God from any sale beyond Jubilee, yet you have confiscated them forever. They threw God's law out. And of course, same things happen here in the United States. Verse 10, Arise ye and depart, for this is not your rest, because it is polluted, it shall destroy you, even with a sore destruction. So God is keeping His word to evict the wicked who pollute His land. We talked about this. The Europeans came over and evicted the Native Americans in the United States and, and uh, North and South America. Now, you'll be told that that was some horrible thing that happened. No, it's not. It's the same thing that happened when the Native Americans came here. They evicted the people who were here before them. And it's called the right of conquest. And uh, Leviticus 18, go and read that real quick. Leviticus 18, this is an amazing text that you ought to mark, especially if you're ever going to talk to people about the Jews stealing the land of Palestine and that sort of thing. Luke, uh, Leviticus 18, 26-28. Verse 26 says, Ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations. And of course, that's talking about homosexuality, bestiality, and all that in the previous verses. Uh, fornication, adultery, all that stuff. He says, Neither any of your own nation nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. Now read uh, 27, 28. Read it with me. For all these abominations have the men of the land done which were before you, and the land is defiled, that the land spew not you out also when ye defile it, as it spewed out the nations that were before you. America itself is going to be another lesson here from Leviticus. This is, a, a, this is not just Mosaic Law. God did this before and after Moses. And that is when you defile the land with killing your unborn children, with sodomy, with bestiality, and all the things that are here in America, God says that land is going to spew you out. And it's going to happen one more time to Israel. We talk about how wicked Israel is right now. After the rapture, halfway through the tribulation, out of the land again, they'll be down in Petra, in the wilderness. So the bottom line is verse 11. If you're there, read it with me. If a man walking in the spirit and falsehood do lie, saying, I will prophesy unto thee of wine and of strong drink, he shall even be the prophet of this people. It's saying prosperity. If a, pro if a prophet will stand up and declare you prosperity and God's blessing to you, you'll take that. You'll listen to that. He'll be the prophet for the people. So that should tell you something. When a wicked, disgusting nation like the United States of America, look who the popular TV preachers are. Look where the big, huge churches are. Go listen to what they preach. You'll not hear this kind of study. You ain't going to hear repent of your wickedness or anything like that. But he's saying you'd buy lies, but you hate truth. America, America. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. America 
loves lies and they hate truth. And Israel is our subject, our topic in the text. And the chapter closes with a promise of future restoration in spite of present day judgment. And that's where we'll close here in the last two verses. We're just going to look at them real quick because it's, it's very plain and simple. Verse 12, I will surely assemble, O Jacob, all of thee. I will surely gather the remnant of Israel. I will put them together as the sheep of Bozrah, as the flock in the midst of their fold. They shall make great noise by reason of the multitude of men. There's a dual fulfillment here. This would happen in Babylon, where he has the remnant like sheep. <laughs> and he'll bring them back into the land. You remember Daniel? And some of you may not be familiar with Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. That's Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But that's their, that's their God-given name there. They're, they were Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are pagan names given to them by Babylon. And then remember when you read Ezra and Nehemiah, it's, that's when they're returning from Babylon. So that's going to happen. The promise will be finally fulfilled in the kingdom of Christ. Amen. Permanently fulfilled when Christ is the king and brings them back into the land. So in the meantime, verse 13, the breaker is come up before them. That's why I showed that uh, demolition taking place on the uh, screen, the what do you call it, title screen, because that's what he's doing here. The breaker has come up before them. They have broken up and have passed through the gate and are gone out by it, and their king shall pass before them. That's talking about a serious king. And the Lord on the head of them. They're doing the Lord's work, even though they're wicked. So the breaker is God. Kings do his bidding, but God is the power. Where kings go wrong is when they think they are the power. That's what, remember Nebuchadnezzar, when he thought, this wonderful kingdom that I have built, God turned him into a dirty dog for seven years who lived off of the grass of the field and was like a beast. Herod tried that, and we saw it in, in Acts chapter 12, and he ended up being eaten alive by worms. <laughs> yeah. So the same is true as far as the breaker is God. The same is true for our salvation. You could not break your sin. I could not break our sin. I could not break free from the shackles of sin. On our own, we are damned and doomed. But Jesus came and He broke the chains. He died and paid the price. It's going to be Him in the spiritual sense of winning eternal life for everyone who's saved, but He's also still going to fulfill the literal fulfillment of these prophecies, and He's going to break the kingdoms. And Amen. He will grind them to powder. Amen. And He will rule and reign. Amen? Amen? Matthew Henry just said this, He is the breaker that broke through them, that rent the veil and open the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank You, Lord, for this study. We thank You for helping us deal with uh, technical difficulties, but also helping us to keep our thoughts. And I know some of the folks here tonight are probably tired, but uh, they all stayed awake.
And I'm thankful for whatever they were able to absorb. Also thankful that we can upload these videos and audio to the internet and people can go back and listen again or some people will hear them down the road and having never heard them before. But it's your word and we send it forth knowing that your word will not return void. Those who will receive it, it will produce fruit. We thank you for using us for your glory in your name precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, let's stand and sing. When the battle's over, we shall wear a crown. Yes, we shall wear a crown. Yes, we shall wear a crown.